Some weekend mornings, the whole family piled into our double bed and Cindy read chapters from Pinocchio, The Lord of the Rings, or Where the Red Fern Grows. In December, I laid claim to Richard Scarry's The Animal's Merry Christmas, my holiday favorite from childhood. Rachel was the observer in the family, the child on the floor in the evening, sometimes with toys, but as often with paper and crayons, always joining in the family conversation, but also chronicling it in a drawing or poem. Her more formal education began at Westside Cooperative Preschool, a cottage on the beach where Cooper Point juts north into Puget Sound. It was an idyllic place to be a child, with swings and climbers among the rhododendrons, a short trail to the beach, and the Olympic mountains in the distance to the north. Rachel loved the book room where, with clusters of young friends, she pored over stories read by parent helpers. She would pull on a billowy pink dress-up outfit, down a floppy blue hat, and dramatize the tales she had just heard of the original ones already swirling in her head. At fifteen, Rachel pondered this early history. I've been writing for as long as I can remember, fed by the books my parents read aloud to me. When I was little, I would wander around my yard imagining I was a bird, or a runaway princess, or a fairy, and I would make up narratives about what I did. That pastime blossomed into dictating stories to my family and teachers until I learned to write well myself. I've always loved to draw. I've never been sure which hobby I am more passionate about. Now as I write this, I realize that I would not love drawing if I didn't make up stories in my mind about the things I draw. Both of these passions come from my need to capture what I see without destroying it to clarify images and make them mine, and to express to the world the love I have for the things I perceive. When I wake up just before dawn and hear the throbbing voices of birds as they echo against the silence, I am overpowered by yearning. When I ride in the dark on stark roads through dry, bald hills, I ache with desperate longing. I don't know what I am longing for. Maybe for some place of my own within these images, some place where I fit, instead of being the one human being still awake, the only thing moving across the hills in the arid darkness. Maybe that ache is loneliness. I haven't found a name for the feeling yet, nor do I know exactly what awakes it in me. But instinct warns that it is too potent for me that my soul is on the verge of cracking when I feel it that way. I cannot handle the sheer power of those wild emotions by myself. I have to find some way to share them. That is why I write. It's instinctive. I just have to, because it is awake like lava in my blood and sustains me. Rachel explored the natural and political worlds of the Pacific Northwest, and these experiences are reflected in her art and writing. She and her fifth-grade classmates in the Olympia School District Options Program 
took a week-long field trip around the Olympic Peninsula. In those five days, Rachel slept on the gymnasium floor in Nia Bay, home to the Maka Nation. Learned about Olympic National Forest clear cuts from a Department of Natural Resources employee. Walked among towering trees in the whole rainforest and investigated her own four by four inch square of earth to discover all the life within it. In college, writing of her forays into local history, she recalled Perry Creek, the stream that empties out of the hills onto the mud flats near our home, and where Rachel learned the squiatal Indians that lived before her. She wrote, In the summer the rushes grow so tall you can hide in them and be completely invisible. This is where I came from. Tunnels, 